Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Seca, the year is 1963, the date is October 20th, and if you know anything about sports car racing, you know that this bash takes place twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall. October is the date in the fall of the year, again 1963, and we're watching one of the finest collections of international and uh, American drivers to ever compete in a race. Graham Hill getting ready to get into the number one car. Also here today, Jim Hall, Dave McDonald, Bob Holbert, Pedro Rodriguez, Don Wester, and Walt Hanskin, the cars are lined up, watch it, here they go, they'll be off the grid, and the roar, and there they go. Charging off the uh, grid, 31 cars, we're watching them from behind now, there we saw the car of Dave Wright, now are a lot of Cobras in this, Holbert in a Cobra, Dave McDonald in a Cobra, and up to the first turn they come, into the lead immediately, number 99, Bob Holbert in a King Cobra, second number 61, Walt Hanskin, I want to break it, breaks, uh, Cunningham's car, number three, Lloyd Ruby in the Harrison Special, running third, Jim Clark in the RC Earl Brothers, number five car, in fourth spot, A.J. Foyt in the Mecom 91 car, running in fifth spot, and number 66, Pedro Rodriguez, filling out the top six, they're down the back side of the course there, number three turn, down the straightaway there, under the bridge, up the hill, into turn four, and then they'll be coming up the top of the course and down the other back side. I don't know, maybe that's the front side. The infield is loaded with cars here. Naturally, with a turnout of drivers like we have in cars, you're going to have one of the finest crowds ever at Laguna Seca. Number one car slides into the dust. Graham Hill, he's under control, continuing on in good shape. Bob Holbert leading. Number 61 still running second. Number three running third. Five Clark is still fourth. There goes Hall to number 55. That's Chaparral, the plastic-bodied car. And at this time, Jim Hall was just beginning to really attract attention with his unusual car designs. You know, of course, now that Jim Hall is a man to be feared and reckoned with every time he puts one of his unusual cars on the track. The automatic transmission in 1963 was probably something that might be scoffed at or laughed at. Not so anymore. The man that everyone watches today, though, is Jimmy Clark from Scotland, the point leader in driving points and a shoe-in for the World Driving Championship on the Grand Prix circuit. And they want to see how Jim Clark can do against the American boys over here. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. This is Ed Justice, Jr., President and CEO of Justice Brothers Incorporated. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tan Talk 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, visit Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the podcast page. And uh, good evening, Bobby. How you doing? Not bad. How about you? Do you want to give out the social media? I think that might be a good thing for me to do. So... Uh, Twitter, Periscope, uh, at NRC on Air, and Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. That would be us. Now, we are, we have we have an exciting show for you tonight. We have one, two, possibly three guests coming on tonight. Now, this is the final week before the all-important Monterey Car Week, okay? So we have some 
more special guests that are involved in special events down there in Monterey, California. And again, I cannot overemphasize, you know, how cool that event is. Now, if you go to our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, you go to the homepage, I, uh, from time to time, write a little article, and I just recently started posting them, okay, per uh, my son's suggestion. Right, Bobby? Yeah. And uh, I posted a little section here, a little story I wrote on the news page, and it's also on our homepage. It's about Monterey Car Week. Now, if you go to that, it'll give you pretty much a kind of like a uh, an itinerary of some of the events that are go on, going on. Now, they're not necessarily all in chronological order. They are in order of events in terms of significance except for the concourse, which is on Sunday, which I put kind of like towards the bottom because that kind of like rounds off the uh, the week, so to speak. That's not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday following the Sunday, okay? And um, so I, 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 I am really, really excited because this time we got some pretty cool invitations and media credentials for some pretty cool events. Now, last week we had Gordon McCall on. He is the founder of the McCall Motorworks Revival, now celebrating its 25th year at Monterey at the Jetport Party. And I guess evidently, if you paid attention to the show last week, and of course you can always reflect, you can go back to the podcast, you can listen to all 300 and some odd shows that we've done, but he was uh, kind of pretty much indicating that he kind of originated and pioneered the Jetport Party, which uh, if you're familiar with Festivals of Speed, uh, we do one as well. We do one in Orlando, and we've done one in uh, St. Petersburg. No, actually, yeah, when they do the Vinoy Park one. But by comparison, the McCall Motorworks revival is absolutely outstanding. Of course, keep in mind, they're in a very, very exclusive area, and they have access to very, very exclusive cars and boats and planes. I mean, they do have some stuff down in the yacht and the harbor down there, but mostly aircraft vintage contemporary obviously and obviously cars motorcycles vintage contemporary and motor and uh, yeah vintage motorcycle vintage and contemporary so it should be pretty cool plus they have the you know a number of restaurants that are um, basically they're catering in other words what they don't they do it's not necessarily catering but what they just they uh they, they they have like little samples and hors d'oeuvres and things of that nature but uh but very 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 high-end stuff very very cool event now and we're also going to the quail now, years ago, back in the 80s, 90s, when I used to go there, it used to be called the, um, it was called the uh, Concorso Italiano. And the Concorso Italiano has since moved to uh, another venue, but we also have credentials for that as well. So that should be pretty exciting. Now, that is all Italian. The Quail, on the other hand, is a little of everything. Um, it's probably one of the premier events there. In fact, I got to tell you, almost all the events are pretty cool there. So, you know, if I just give you like a, a little rundown here, it's, uh, Pretty, pretty amazing stuff. The Mission, which the, or the Carmel Mission Classic, which is really cute. It's nice. It's in the the, the Mission there in, Mon- in Carmel, okay? And the bishop comes out and blesses the cars. And there's probably about 40, 50, 60 cars that show up there. And, of course, they also have a little wine and cheese party there, which is kind of nice. The Thursday Pebble Beach Tour de Elegance is very, very nice. That's something you want to do. It's when the uh, cars that are going to be at the Rolex, not the Rolex uh, race, but the... Um, Pebble Beach will be stopping for lunch in downtown Carmel, and it's just, uh, it's a mob scene. You know, if I sit there and told you it's thousands and thousands of people there, I'm not exaggerating. It really is. The kickoff, obviously, is the Monterey, or is the concourse on the Ave, which is done by our good friend Doug Friedman. And again, he's probably got two, 300 cars there, and again, thousands of people. Um, but there's, but the cars are scattered down the, uh, down the main street and then the side streets, where the uh, Tour de Elegance is right on the main drag, right on Ocean Drive. And... Um, there's no room for anything. I mean, it, I've never seen, I've never been to an event where there's wall to wall. I mean, you can't even take a picture. They have like a little, uh, in the center, there's an island and it's kind of like a brick or stone island with, uh, you know, shrubberies and stuff like that, landscaping and stuff. And if you're lucky, you can stand up there and you can get some, you know, giant shots, you know, some kind of like, you know, spread shots, so to speak. But to get an individual shot of a car or a person or something like that's almost impossible. It's just people on top of people, but an outstanding event. Uh, Porsche's doing their thing at the Works Reunion. That should be a lot of fun. Legends of the Autobahn, which again is BMW, Mercedes-Benz, and Audi, and maybe a DKW or two, and an NSU. You never know what might show up there. The little car show, pretty cool. Got some vintage little tiny little cars, you know, little micro cars that show up there. Then they had the rally. Um, Canary Rose got another deal with exotics that show up there, and you, they basically it's a free-for-all, an open car show for everybody. It's free to get in. It's a pretty wicked stuff if you're into supercars. Wheels of Future is something new that they're doing this year, and it highlights um Cars of the future in terms of, you know, power, you know, alternative fuels, uh, electric, things like that. Probably, if I had to guess, chain and sprockets, you know, <laughs> uh, depending on who's uh, putting this event on. 
Pebbles Classic Forum. That would be very very exciting. That actually takes place at the uh, takes place at the Country Club, and they're going to do uh, you know discussions about cars and collecting and, and investing in the collector car world and things like that. And some pretty notable people are going to be there, including Jay Leno, and Nick Mason, I believe, is also one of the panelists that's going to be there from uh, from uh, Deep. Uh, Pink Floyd, right? Pink Floyd. I'll, yeah. I'll have it straight here. Speaking of bands, this weekend, don't forget, Saturday night is Alice Cooper in uh, at, with Eckhart Hall, right, Bobby? Yes, and we're okay. going to give you a little bit later in the show. We'll a do a little taste of him. A little taste of him, right. Okay, the Automotive Fine Arts Society, Fine Arts Society is going to have an exhibition there, which they typically do uh, during the Pebble Beach Concourse on Sunday, the Automobilia Expo at the Embassy Suites. Very, very nice deal. So if you're into all kinds of retro stuff, you'll find it there. Then they got another little deal going on. It's called uh, Pebble Beach Retro, which is kind of cool, which is kind of like uh, about Pebble Beach and, and some of the art and uh, collectibles and story and history and books um, that uh, are indigenous, if that's the right term, for uh, the Pebble Beach area. Okay, and then don't forget the auctions. you got Gooding, Bottom, Russo and Steel, Meekum, and Rick Cole. So big shout out to Rick Cole because uh, he is the one that actually started the first auction in Monterey at what is now called the Portola Hotel back in the 80s. And then uh, he ran it for about 10 years and then sold it out and then uh, another company took it over. But Rick Cole is kind of like a pioneer there. He's very, very, uh, very much instrumental and responsible for, you know, having Pebble Beach and the whole Monterey Car Week kind of uh, evolve into what it's evolved into today. And then, of course, Sunday is the Pebble Beach Concourse d'Elegance. Okay, so and then. If you, on a lighter note, just right in the corner from the uh, from the uh, event is, uh, or from the Embassy Suites downtown Monterey, I guess they call it Seaside because it's on the other side of the interstate, is uh, Concourse de Lemons. Okay, so that's kind of fun. Now you've probably seen it on 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 uh, Wayne Carini's show where Wayne Carini walks into Dodie's Auto Sales. Okay, our good friend Dodie. Let me tell you about Dodie. Dodie's a cool guy. I've known Dodie for years and years and years and years. When I go over there, first thing I do is I go right to his parts bin because he's got some cool stuff there. And I typically hit his license plate brackets. I always get the Carmel by the Sea or Pebble Beach or been looking for Wester. Uh, Porsche Volkswagen for a long time. Have yet to find that one because somebody always beats me. But interestingly enough, I show up on a Monday or something like that, and, and Dodie's not around. I got to talk to Abraham or somebody else that's around there, right? And then I come back about a day later, and then Karini Wayne already beat me to it and ransacked the place and got away with all the good stuff. But what? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things that Wayne does is he picks up these. Uh, little knickknacks and stuff like that but he also goes after these kind of like uh, funky little cars because what he does is he gets one there and he kind of goofs it up a little bit and messes it up and kind of oddballs it a little bit and then he takes it over to our good friend alan galbraith and participates in concourse de lemons and that's kind of a play a spoof on a regular concourse so in other words you got kind of like the ugly cars thing now some people always make fun of it but you got to have if you got a sense of humor and you can appreciate you know the, the the creativity that some of these people kind of uh, you know put it put forth into their cars. It's a pretty cool event, and believe me, he gets a crowd. There is time. It's sold out. When I say Don't sold out, uh, I'm sorry, I got to call you back. <laughs> it's not like it's sold out. It's just that you can't get a space in there because uh, all the spaces are taken. I mean, and the place is packed, so it's pretty cool. So anyway, hey, uh, you know what? We got the Olympics going on, so uh, we're gonna play a little Brazilian music. Here in a second, we're going to. Oh wow, we got to call one of our guests. So let's go play some Brazilian music here, real quick. This is a little. Uh, it's called Masconada, and it's uh, by uh, Sergio Mendes in Brazil '66. So hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that. We'll be right back.
Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727 501 9090. That's 727 501 9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727 501 9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our next guest. Now, you, you hear me talking about Monterey all the time, some of my favorite events, okay? And you guys know that I'm a parts junkie, and I like project cars and old cars. Now, you always hear me talking about Dodie's auto sales, and Dodie is in downtown Monterey. He's kind of like on the main drag when you when you roll into Monterey off the interstate, okay? And Dodie's a per, it's kind of like a, a, a celebrity now. You know, you have to go to, it's like he's got a landmark location. Can't miss him, okay? He's also been featured on Wayne Carini's Chasing Classic Cars, and he's also been on Concourse de Lemons. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, the real, live, authentic Dodie. Dodie, how you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. Thank you so much for your call. I am delighted to have you on the show. I've been talking to you about bringing you on my show for years and years and years, and I think today was a perfect opportune time because next week is Monterey Car Week, and you are ready and poised to sell some cars again, aren't you? Absolutely. We're also looking forward to see you. Okay. Hopefully we'll see you this August. You will see me. You can see me. Count on it. So what do you got in your inventory right now? What kind of cool cars you got, Dodie? Uh, it's very big surprise. Very it's, big surprise. It's, it's, no one will have that car. It's, I uh, I have a 52 um, uh, VW Beetle and uh, the split window in the back. It's one of the kind. Oh, really? Interesting. Tell us about some of the other. T- tell us about some of the more common cars that you get because I know you always have Porsches there. You always have Mercedes Benzes. Once in a while, you have a Mustang. Got Cadillac. You've got uh, you got a Valiant station wagon there. You had a Volvo there one time. So tell us about some of the cars. One of the biggest surprises, which is no one knows yet, it okay. just came in yesterday. It's a, a 1958 Carbon Gears convertible. Oh, they wow. made them only one year. And that's going to be a big uh, surprise for Mr. Wayne and everybody around the area who's going to come in. Super. Um, but, but also we have we uh, we have the uh, always the 280SL and the 230SL and, 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 and the 912 and 911 Porsches, some uh, the other car. But the most... Uh, a big surprise is the 58 coming here, which is when you come over, I'm trying to hold it so you can be able to see it. Okay, look forward to it. Look forward to it. Now, you have motorcycles every once in a while, too, right? I'm not specialized in bike, but I do have um, uh, um, a 1948 Harley-Davidson oh. um, and 19, 
um, uh, some few Oman, yes, but not my specialty. But I do have a, it's funny, I have a friend, he always gets me some of them just for the show. Okay. Now, Dodi, tell us a little bit about your background. How long have you been at that location? I've been in this location over 25 years. Okay. Um, been most of my life doing cars and old cars uh, the past uh, 30 years. Uh, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Where do you find a lot of your cars? Because you come up with some really interesting cars. And the thing I like about your cars are they're original, unmolested, and mostly survivor-conditioned cars. And that's what a lot of collectors like to buy. Well, everybody asks me, where do you buy your cars, dude? It's, it's God's will. Okay. <laughs> so it's a secret. Okay. Some people tell no, me. No, not really. It's God's will. To be honest with you, I been doing old cars, and people call me from every village. So it's funny. It's not, I am, it's like I told you the 58. It's just God's will. God's and will. every car is coming. I say, where? People say, where you get, which, which auction did you get this car? There's no auction to sell that car. Okay. It's, just, uh, uh, it's lots of leads and, and people known, uh, like I know you and other people. So it's really, it's all about who you know and the connection we have. Yes, yes. Well, you do a great job there. Now tell us a little bit about, as far as like some of the cars that you have in your own private collection, because I know you mentioned you slipped once but upon a time and said you have a stash of cars somewhere hidden in a big barn in the Santa Cruz mountains. So, well, wanna... uh, 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 it's, it's funny. Most of my car uh, is project, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Like you see, I don't have any. I'm not into the show cars. But I, they're old, and, they're, I, and I'm into mostly BW buses and split windows. Oh, really? And lots of them. Is, it's a major project, but I do have, like, over, like, 10 of them, you know, in, in very bad shape. Uh-huh. Now, do you ever get around to fixing some of your cars? Because I'll tell you this, and, I'm, and and let me tell you guys, my listeners, whenever I go to Dodie's, he's there from morning till night. I've been there at 11 o'clock, 11.30, 12 o'clock <laughs> at night, and Dodie is still there. There's still people there, and he's still taking care of customers. And that I'm impressed. Very good job, Dodie. Dodie, did we lose you? you there? Hello? Uh-oh. Did we lose Dodie, you, Bob? you there? Dodie, are you there? Hello? Nope, nope, I believe we lost. We dropped him? Oh, darn. Okay, uh, maybe we can try to get him back. But anyway, while we're doing that, while Bobby's trying to get him back here real quick, because uh, we got a few minutes left before we have to get our next guest on, I want to welcome a new sponsor to our show, The Cool Shop. Now, you guys know that I am a fanatic when it comes to vintage stuff. I love old toys, I love Hot Wheels, I love slot cars, movie posters, and stuff like that. Uh, you got to check out The Cool Shop. The Cool Shop's loaded in Seminole Boulevard, 9265 Seminole Boulevard. It's run by my good friend Jeff. Check out his place. Go to the website, coolshop.com, or give him a call, 813-230-2019. That's 813-230-2019. We got Dodie back? Yes, he's there. Absolutely. Yes, Robert. I'm sorry I lost you. Yes. Oh, that's okay. Right. That's okay. Well, good. So yes. now do you get I, – I, I, I was saying earlier that you, you're there from morning, noon, till night. I see you there all the time. You get, your, your son, I think, helps you. Um, your daughter's there with you. Is it Abraham? Is that the other guy that's there all the time with you? Abraham, of course. He's helped me. And my son is getting bigger, and he's helped me. And, and my daughter, Sarah, she's also with me, yes. You, you guys do a great job. It's a family place, and everybody talks about it, and everybody likes you, Dodie. That's a good thing. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to see you, and thank you okay. so much for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go because I know you're busy, and you probably got customers and get ready for the big show. But again, Dodie, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Look forward to seeing you next week. Hopefully, you got some goodies for me because I'll stop by and buy some stuff from me again, as usual. Same and, way, uh, same and, uh, and and check out Dodie's website, okay? It's uh, dodieauto.com, right? Did I say that right? Correct. Dodieauto.com. Uh, uh, Correct. Thank you. All right. Dodie, take care. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll see stop, you next my week. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You Okay, that was Dodie. That was the infamous Dodie. He's an amazing character. And when I say character, I say that affectionately because Dodie truly is a nice guy. If you go to our website, there's a picture on there. In fact, if you go to our Facebook page, there's a picture of me and Dodie standing side by side. Now, hang on a minute here because, Bobby, do you want to go run a, got another song? Wanna, Because I think I've got, yeah. uh, hang on a second here. Hold on. You know what? Hello? Is this uh, Garth? <laughs> Oh, let's run another. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You got to call us on the studio line because this is my cell phone. Let me give the studio line real quick. It's 727-441-3000. 441-3000. 
Very good. Thank you, Tyler. Take care. Hey, we got a good friend, Garth Hammer and Tyler Gagnon from Gooding Auction just called me here. They uh, called me on my cell phone, so that's okay. So you guys got to hear it live, and they're going to call us on the studio line. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. How about a little Alice Cooper? I'm 18, and I don't know what I want. We're back to tune to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Now, that commercial I just played came out in 1982, okay? And uh, when the when, when you first saw the commercial, you're thinking Seca as in Laguna Seca, so that's kind of one of the reasons why I played it. But oddly enough, back in 1982, I had a 78 930, and I resented the fact that that Yamaha was that fast, asked the guy in the turbo. Anyway, hey, we're back to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You tuned in to the greatest automotive show on the planet, right, Bobby? The most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. That's, That's right. us. And it's time to introduce our next special guest for the evening. This is a good friend of mine. I see him every year, probably three times a year, in Scottsdale, in Amelia, and in Monterey. I'm delighted to welcome to the show one of the consignment specialists, one of the best consignment specialists in the industry, for Gooding Auction, one of my favorite auctions, Garth Hammer. Garth, are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me. How you doing? How you been? Well, you've been on the show a few times now, so uh, welcome back. You're an alumni now. What do you think? Well, it's nice to, well, that's that's a nice little spot to occupy. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I played a little thing there on the Porsche, and I know you're kind of a German car kind of guy, because I think if I remember correctly, you kind of uh, were around Mercedes-Benz's a lot when you were younger, right? I was. My dad had gull wings in the 60s and the early 70s, so uh, and they <laughs> now I have to own one, and that's, uh, that's proving a little tougher than... Uh, <laughs> Than it was back then. Yeah, well, you know, it's but funny. At least I get to drive one a few times a year. That's true. Do you do, and you get to be around them a lot. And uh, since why I, I th- played that little clip on the Porsches, and I know you're kind of a German car guy. Does Gooding? Well, does Gooding? I know Gooding has a number of Porsches this year. So tell us a little bit about some of the selection of cars that you've got going through the auction at Pebble Beach. And you guys are the house auction, or the yeah, the house auction for the Pebble Beach event, aren't you? We are. We're the official auction house of uh, the Pebble Beach Concours. We're just about a 10-minute walk up from the up from the lodge and the 18th fairway there in Pebble Beach. Uh, and this lineup, i got to say, is, is the best we've ever had. And we, it seems that we say that every year, and I, I think that's the goal, is to 
is to uh, you know just a little better than last year. But this year, I think we've kind of outdone ourselves. We've just just got some fantastic cars. Um, and really, what I really like is that we've got something from it for everybody. We've got cars in the in the eighteen to twenty million range down to uh, the fifty to sixty thousand range. You know, so it's uh, it's pretty certain you can come and find something that you like, something that's unusual and at the top of its category, and and uh, uh, something you can really have fun with at any level. Now, tell us about some of the highlight cars that you've got going on. Um, now, I know you've got uh, you got another 550 Spider going through this year, right? Well, we do. Yeah. Um, let's see. They have jumped uh, yeah, up. So this one is a 550A. Okay. Um, beautiful car. Uh, highly original. Great racing history. Uh, we have that car at five to six million. Uh, coming off of the sale that we did in uh, in Amelia Island, of course, telling. Uh, selling Jerry Seinfeld's car for uh, for about 5.3. Where do you think the market is going on Porsches? Is it as strong as it was? Now, there's a normally the automotive classic collector car world is inverse of the stock market, but for some strange reason, the stock market is like going through the roof and collector cars is paralleled, which I think is kind of a phenomenon. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, it it is very interesting, but I think the the fact is there there are there are more savvy collectors all all the time, and people are are really educating themselves and really uh, deciding what they what they want to fill their collections with. And at the same time, there are only so many top tier cars, so I think they will always be uh, fought over at that level. Uh, and, I, and I think that's that's part of what we see in terms of uh, prices staying strong. Uh, for the best cars out there, because there just aren't that many of them, uh, and there's quite a bit of money to be to be parked out there, so to speak. A couple of cars uh, besides the Porsches, which I know are going through the roof, and I'm kind of a vintage Porsche guy myself. But uh, you've got this, uh, and I, this has always been one of my favorite cars, and I think it is. I do not like to use the word sexy when I describe a car, but I don't know of another word that describes a Lamborghini Miura. And you've got an SV, which is the last of the Muras, and that car is absolutely just, that's just, that's the car, in my opinion. It's an absolutely wonderful car. Um, you know, and of course, like you said, the SV was the last installment of the Miura. It had a little bit uh, wider shoulders and uh, uh, toward the rear, and uh of course, the uh, the split stump lubrication. This car is special in that it has some bespoke features. Um, has a little bit of chrome on it, which you don't really expect to see on a on a Mira. Uh, but it was it was uh, spec'd out that way from new. Um, the uh, front and rear bumpers and the uh, uh, the Mira logo, all of that. It's not something you're used to seeing in chrome. Normally, they're black, uh, but it sets off very very well. It's a it's a red car with a uh, with uh, silver rockers and a tan interior, and it just looks a little extra unique uh, with those with those thin thin chrome bumpers. It's a it's a stunning car, it really is. And I'm I'm looking at it right now because I I've got the website up and I'm just kind of like looking through the inventory here now. Tell us a little bit about a, you have two unusual cars, but the one that kind of caught my attention because this name comes up frequently, but you have the Cisitalia 202 oh, CNM. Yeah. Now, the Cisitalia, Porsche made one back in the day, I believe, and it was a race car. So does the name Cisitalia, is it kind of, has it been used on, on different cars? Educate me here a little bit, because I'm not... Well, I'm not, uh, is it a body design? Is it like Turin? Is it like uh, Bertone? Or what, the, where does uh, Cisitalia originate? Was, was its own uh, its own company. Okay. Uh, they, they started right after the war uh, building little monopostos. Uh, that did very well in racing, and before long, uh, they designed a sports car. That uh, they just kind of uh, widened the uh, the frame that they had and uh, designed it for for two people. And uh, rather quickly, that uh, that brought about that uh, that gorgeous uh, uh, little two hundred two coupe that uh, is in the uh, the permanent collection in the uh, Museum of Modern Art. And you know, it's uh, extremely influential design. But what we have is a car that was. It was designed really just before that, uh, 46, 47. Uh, they made two of them, this being the second one. Uh, they both ran in the Mille Amelia. Uh, this one has survived 
basically completely intact. Um, an absolutely wonderful car. But what really sets it apart is it has these wonderful aerodynamic fins uh, over the rear fenders um, and uh, a very deeply V'd windshield with uh, uh, with windshield wipers set at the top of the windshield. It's just extremely wild-looking and uh, and a, a wonderful fastback design that really goes well with those, with those wild fins that it has. Now, let me ask you a question, because I do appraisals for a living, and every once in a while I get a call on a very unusual car. I cannot come up with a number because I have nothing to go by, and I can't base a value on anything, and I have to just kind of like crapshoot, okay? So let's use this car as an example. You've got an estimate here of 2 to $3 million. How do you, from your perspective, if a car's never been on the market before, there's no other car like it, how do you come up with a number? I'm, I'm, I'm curious because people ask me that question, so I have to ask you. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it's every bit as difficult as you might imagine. Um, but, you know, there are certain markers out there. You can kind of triangulate. And say, okay. All right, well, um, what is it worth? Uh, you know, what kind of bump does it get because it ran the million million? What does it get because of uh, whoever might have driven it? Um, and how rare is it? How beautiful is it? And what uh, what have other cars that are similar to it? Uh, what, what have other cars sold for that are that are in that category that okay. have, that are eligible for the same things? Um, and then there's a little bit of a um, uh, there's this is a perfect car to, to describe this. There's a there's a factor to this car that is just indescribable. You have to stand in front of it. It's so beautiful, so gorgeous. Um, so you might take a um, you know a little car that's worth a million to a million two, and you know something else that that maybe is from Ferrari that that trades at four million. Um, and then you have to say, well, this is a four cylinder though, so it's less. And of course, you know the Ferrari. Could, Usually is the high uh, the high water mark, and you just sort of triangulate. <laughs> you know, maybe okay. maybe it winds up looking like uh, string art or something at the end. But you do come up with a number, uh, and you kind of, you can kind of justify exactly where where you ended up, or at least close. Okay, um, let me throw a curveball at you. You've got a seventy one Mercedes three hundred SEL six point three. Now I remember when those cars were new back, and I think they came out in sixty nine. The six threes mm-hmm. did. And that was touted as the world's fastest production sedan. Now, before that, the Maserati Quattroporte was kind of like the fast car, but the Mercedes pretty much with a 6.3 motor, and it just blew it away versus the 4.7 or 4.5, whatever it had back in the, the day. The 4.5, yeah. Yeah, on the Maserati. Now, you've got this estimate at 175, 250. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty strong number on that car. Now, th- throw me... Uh, Throw me a bone here. How do how do you come up with a number on that car, and and what makes that car unique? Or do you feel that the six point three has just been kind of like a sleeper, and it's finally coming into its own? Well, I think they have been sleepers. The um, what part of what has kept those cars uh, at the the level they've been at is that there really aren't very many Concours uh, mm-hmm. examples. You know, they were they were uh, enjoyed in period. Uh, you might even say driven hard. Um, and not that many of them survived in, in beautiful shape or even, you know, restorable shape. Um, and then you take one that's, uh, that's been beautifully, uh, restored, you know, preserved up, up until the restoration started and then restored, uh, to a very high level. Um, you know, you don't always get all of your restoration costs back, uh, and I'm not sure what exactly this cost to do, um. But I imagine it would uh, it would run somewhere within this estimate, if not if not a little more. By the time you uh, you bought all the all the NOS parts and uh, and had everything professionally done, um, it's true you can find a six point three for fifty sixty thousand uh, dollars, but it isn't one that you you could list as among the best in the world. Okay, we got a minute or two left, and I wanted to ask you this one question: Survivor cars. Are they still as strong as they were a year ago, or six months ago even? I think they're getting stronger. Okay. I think that people finally there's a there's a movement underway that uh, uh, people are really understanding that cars are only original once, and there are fewer and fewer of them every day because 
oftentimes uh, survivor cars are looked at as the best restoration candidates that there are. And in a, in a sense, they are, but they really deserve to be preserved if they uh, if they can be, particularly if the if the interior is original uh, and it has its original paint. It's really something that you ought to look at and say this is this is one that ought to be left alone. And there are so few that are that are at uh, a showable level that are still original. Um, I I think it's very very important uh, to save them, and I think the collectors, uh, at, uh, especially the Gooding and Company bidders, we're seeing it. Uh, we're seeing those cars really be uh, uh, rewarded in terms of value, and and I, I absolutely understand it, and I I cheer it on because it just it means that. That's one more that probably won't be restored. That'll be saved for the next generation. That's original. Okay, and I, I I definitely agree with that. Okay, last question: Your favorite car in the auction? Can you say that, or do you have to kind of be neutral? Well, I've got several. Um, I really do like that long wheelbase covered headlight alloy, outside filler, wonderful racing history, competition California Spider Ferrari okay. two fifty <laughs> uh, that we have. <laughs> um, that car has a real presence to it. It's just absolutely wonderful. Um, I can tell you that one of David Gooding's uh, favorites uh, is the uh, that 33 Alpha uh, HC. Yeah, that's his kind of just, car. Uh, that's a car that you really have to experience from behind the wheel. Uh, so he says. So he says. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting to get a I'm waiting to get a ride in it. We we sold the car once before. We're absolutely thrilled to have it back. Uh, and I didn't get to ride in it last time, but. Uh, uh, all that all that mechanical uh, noise from the uh, from the engine compartment and that exhaust note uh, are just about one of the most perfect things in all of automotive history. <laughs> uh, can't wait <laughs> to mean, see. It's just an intoxicating car. I don't know how else to say. That's it. a good word. I like the description. Intoxicating, Garth. Real quick, go ahead and give out the uh, the uh, social media info on Gooding Company, and then I'm going to let you go because your good friend Alan Gelbrath is on hold right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> go ahead and give out the social media there on Gooding and Company. Tell people how to find out about you guys. Ah, well, come and see us at uh, GoodingCo.com. Uh, come and visit us also Pebble Beach. Uh, our auction is Saturday and Sunday, August 20th and 21st. Uh, we start Saturday 4 p.m., Sunday 6 p.m. after they award Best in Show down on the lawn. Super, super. Well, Garth, I look forward to seeing you. Thank you again very much for coming on, and we'll have to get you on again before Amelia. No, Scottsdale's coming up in uh, six months. Scottsdale's so. next. Scottsdale's next. Okay, Garth. Yep. Well, take care. Thanks a lot. Tell Ty thanks. Say hi to David and all the guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds great. See you there. Okay, bye-bye. Gooding and Company auction, the house auction for Pebble Beach. Okay, well, now we got our next guest on the line. He's on standby. We're running a little behind schedule. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening another alumni guest who is the founder and promoter of two major events. One's called Billetproof. You hear me talking about Billetproof all the time. Okay, that's the old school hot rod deal. And, and... Concourse Dilemma. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Alan Galbraith. Did I pronounce that right, Alan? That is correct. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? Doing very well. Getting well, ready for the uh, show in Monterey, and uh, looking like it's going to be a good one. Looking like it's going to be. Give us an average of how many cars. Now, wait a minute. I just was. I was on the website earlier today, which is the first time I've ever actually done it. You've got multiple Concourse de Lemons uh, events around the country, don't you? Yes, indeed. We have uh, one in Georgia, one in Michigan, and the one in uh, in Monterey. And we actually also have one across the pond in England. Really? Although there, the, uh, the term lemon doesn't uh, connotate a bad car. So there we call it the uh, Festival of the Unexceptional. <laughs> okay, Festival of the Unacceptable. I like that. That's good. That's politically correct. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us how. Tell us the origin of Concourse de Lemons. Well, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Jay Lamb, uh, runs the uh, 24 Hours of Lemons uh, car race. Mm -hmm. And uh, I participated in a few of those. And we were sitting down one night over uh, over a few adult beverages and say, hey, you know, you kind of <laughs> democratize the car racing world. Uh, let's do the same to the, to the car show world. You know, and I've, I've been going to Pebble Beach for about 25, 30 years now. 
And it's uh, it's just gotten a little self-important over the years, and we decided to let a, let a little bit of air out of that balloon, kind of have fun with it. So. <laughs> well, I know Wayne Carini gets a big kick out of it, you know, because and he runs, you know, he socializes with billionaires, trillionaires, gazillionaires, and then he hangs out with uh, the rest of us that just have uh, you know run-of-the-mill cars. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Wayne comes every year and brings a brings a car from Doty's uh, Doty's lot, and uh, we have some uh, have some good fun doing that. And we'll be on on his show again this year. I think Wayne's actually going to be a judge this year at the show. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, if you need an extra judge, let me know. I would uh, be glad to throw my hat in the ring there, you know. But uh, it's uh, I, I was there last year and the year before, and I got a big kick out of it. I mean, I thought I was amazed, and I talked about this earlier on the show. Uh, we also had Dodie on a little bit, but we, we unfortunately our schedule got kind of screwed up because we were supposed to have uh, Garth on before. He couldn't get a hold of him right away, so we had Dodie on, and then Garth came on. So that's why we're running a little behind, so I apologize for uh, that. No but but Dodie um, but, uh, uh, definitely has some cool cars and stuff like that. But what I was amazed is how many people show up at that event. It is a, it is, it is a spectacle, and it is a must-see event, right? Indeed. Yeah, we have a lot of folks that, uh, you know— put it on their schedules and, and kind of miss a few other things to come out and see it. And as a fa- matter of fact, we've been put on the official Pebble Beach Concourse schedule, the one that uh, Pebble Beach itself publishes that goes out to everybody. So uh, we've kind of timed it so that people can stop by on their way out to the races. And, uh, you know, we try to not conflict with other major events so people get a chance to come by and as a result, our, we've grown. You know, we get quite a few cars. I think we had about 110 cars last year, and a couple thousand people showed up. So that's uh, that's a good turnout for us. Let me ask you a question. The trophies that you give away, okay, uh, are they symbolic of the cars? Do they kind of have, uh, are they just as kind of, let's just say, ornate <laughs> as the cars are and original? Well, yeah, all of our all of our trophies are sourced basically from the dollar store, or you know we make sure they're sweatshop produced and uh, <laughs> fairly cheap and awful, just like the cars. Okay, um, but we we do uh, trophies for um, for country of origin, and uh, also we have some special classes for stuff that's you know just spectacularly bad in one way or another that doesn't necessarily fit into a different uh, you know a different category. So uh, we have fun with those, and the, the judges come out. They're usually some celebrity judges. We've got uh, Bill Warner, who's the, uh, um, the head of the Amelia Island Concours. He's right. going to be a judge for us this year. He's, he's put in a request. And we, uh, like I said, uh, Wayne Carini is going to be out there. And we've got quite a few other members of the press. Uh, I think uh, the uh, editor from Octane Magazine is going to be, uh, be a judge this year. So... We, we send them out, and we encourage the uh, the owners of the cars to bribe the judges, uh, and that works out pretty well. So as long as the, the judges don't partake of all of the bribes at once, it can be a little hazardous. Okay, okay. So sometimes limoncello and some, some other things are, are favored uh, bribes to kind of lubricate the judges a little bit to, to your favor. So if, you, if you down all of them, it uh, makes for an interesting afternoon. So. Okay, okay. Well, at least and, you have... Plenty of shade there where you're at. Yeah, so that works out real good. Indeed, indeed. There's lots of shade. It's a nice area. You know, if it, if it gets too hot this year, we, uh, we're actually at, the show falls on uh, National Lemonade Day, which is, is a real thing. We didn't make it up, although we wish we had. Um, it falls on National Lemonade Day, and we have Calypso Lemonade as a sponsor that's going to be giving out free, uh, free lemonade to everybody um, for, uh, that comes out to the show. So that's a uh, an added attraction this year. Okay, interesting. Now, let me ask you this. Is it true that when you are not uh, busy setting up for Concourse de Lemons, that that is a little doggy park? Uh, no, it's, it's not a doggy park, necessarily. It's, it's open to the public everywhere. Okay. The problem is there's a, there's a flock of geese that uh, prefer the greens there, and they, uh, they deposit their uh, opinion of the... Uh, of the local government on the lawn uh, with uh, quite quite a bit of frequency, so uh, okay, that uh, we have to clean that up before we get there, and sometimes we don't. We just let the cars roll around in it. So, <laughs> well, because I remember it was either last year or the year before. I was there kind of early because I kept walking out of the Embassy Suites there, which is right next door, and I see a whole bunch of people, including yourself, out there, kind of you know tidying up a little bit. And somebody made a reference saying that there's uh, a lot of. Uh, 
natural uh, natural fertilizer natural yeah, yeah yeah byproduct there. Yeah. So, so i thought no, okay <laughs> that's that's courtesy of the uh, of the local flock of geese that, gotcha. uh, that frequents the lake and the park so okay <laughs> but it so, keeps the lawn nice and green oh yeah it does it does a great job it does a great job of course fortunately august is not the rainy season so that works out real well too so it's growing uh let me ask you this what's the weirdest car there that you've uh, had to um judge the weirdest one was probably uh, a few years back. We had a, a Voisson bi-scooter. Now, if you're familiar with the Voisson make before, a French, French car that before the war made these very elaborate, very ornate, very beautiful cars um, known for their style and, and complexity, basically. And then after the war, of course, their industry was pretty much decimated. But after the war, they made this two-seater that was looked like it was made on a sheet metal brake, and it uh, just had all these really bad features. The, the steering column was basically a sharpened piece of metal that was pointed at your throat, <laughs> and the, the gas tank for the car was suspended directly above the exhaust manifold of the engine that stuck out in front of the car. So if you survive the crash, you may not survive the resulting fire, which was, you know, to be seen driving one of those was kind of a kind of a its own little death in its in itself and it's just a, a horrible car made by an amazing car maker and that was probably one of the strangest ones i've seen okay how many award how many classifications we've got a few minutes left or a minute left so how many classifications are there all together we do uh eight 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 or nine classes of uh by country of origin okay. and then we have probably another half dozen or so special awards things like the most dangerous um the uh the the major award um and then of course our worst of show which is the uh the, the capper of the whole thing so gotcha now if people want to find out more about concours de la Mons, how do they go about doing that they can go to uh concours de la com, which is c-o-n-c-o-r-u-s or u-r-s-d lemons.com and uh all the information's there uh we're on august 20th uh, 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. We like to get things done early so people can get about about their day. And uh, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a packed, uh, a packed park and a, a packed show field. So come on out and have some fun. Well, we certainly look forward to it. I hope to be there in full force. So, Alan, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. Look forward to seeing you out there next week. Alan Gellibroth from Concourse de Lemons. And uh, it may be televised on uh, Wayne Carini's Chasing Classic Cars. Alan, take care. We'll see you after next week. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to check us out every Tuesday night for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you missed any of our past shows, visit Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the podcast. Bobby, you want to rattle off the social media real quick? Uh, Twitter, Periscope, uh, at NRC on air, and Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, in the meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. Listen.